Live from Lincoln Center in the heart of the Dallas Metroplex, this is Nip Talk. An honest and uncensored show about plastic surgery, health, beauty, and lifestyle. With your host, plastic surgeon Dr. Bruce Herman, and your co-host, entrepreneur and social media influencer Sarah Bennett. Now it's time to discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly of the topics everyone is talking about. It's time for Nip Talk. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nip Talk. We have a great show for you today. We're going to be talking about steps. How many do you need to take to maintain and lose weight and fight off disease? Also, we're going to talk about Kim Kardashian's new skin treatments and how she stays looking young. And finally, Sarah's going to go over some makeup tips to make it look like you've had a facelift when you may not have it. I'm your host, plastic surgeon Dr. Bruce Herman, and with me is my co-host Sarah Bennett. And in the box, as always, we got our man Travis. What's up, Travis? What's happening? What's happening? How's it going? How y'all week been? It's been good. How's your week been? Anything exciting happened in the studio this week? Any any uh, interesting shows? Uh, not too much exciting, but your show is pretty interesting. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> well, it's probably the most interesting. One. Is it? Wow, I feel I feel honored. Well, thank you, Travis. <laughs> we always learn something new. We do learn Absolutely. new stuff here, and it's pretty fun. I, I really like it. I enjoy doing this show. So, what about you, sir? Anything interesting last week, or anything interesting coming up? Um, not really. Just the same old, same old for yeah, me. Yeah, work and stuff. Yeah. I know we get into these routines and sometimes it's, you know, just one week after the other. Yeah. So I do have a couple of interesting things that happen to me. Um, I know we always, not always, but sometimes talk about how I do a wound clinic. And I saw two interesting patients, uh, it was a week or two ago. And, um, you know, I see crazy stuff there all the time. But every once in a while I'll see something that's like, oh, wow, this is like really unusual. So the first was a lady that got sent to us. Uh, she was like out in a field and she wasn't wearing like, you know, a lot of protective clothing and there were cows out there and one of the cows kicked her in the breast. Ouch. Can you imagine? No, that sounds so awful. Yeah, it was. So it, it, it gave her a wound on the breast, which is why she got sent to me. But then also she had some bleeding in there. And uh, so, yeah, she may end up having to go to surgery. We're kind of like watching her and see. I mean, she's fine. She's going to be OK. But man, I just like that injury just sounds painful but i've never Sounds seen that brutal. i mean i've seen people that have gotten kicked by animals like you know i've been doing er call long enough you see that but yeah i've never seen seen a woman get kicked in the breast by a cow that's unfortunate i felt really bad for her that yeah. is serious. pretty crazy the other one that was really crazy is i had another patient come in that had um the flesh-eating bacteria we talked i know we've talked about it on the show i don't know if, since you've been here we've talked about it no the flesh so you've heard of the flesh-eating bacteria right like staph no, MRSA? well, so the flushing bacteria basically is what's called necrotizing fasciitis, and okay. it's usually like multiple different bacteria. And what makes a difference is the bacteria gets into tissue planes where the body can't fight the infection, and the bacteria grow really rapidly, and they start to rapidly kill the tissue. And so that's why they call it the flesh-eating bacteria, but it's not really like a special bacteria that you have to watch out for. It's just when the bacteria kind of get in the wrong place and kind of go into this really harmful um, like growth pattern. Right. So anyway, we had a guy that came in and, uh, you know, he's an older guy, so it's not like a young person, but he got it like on his penis and his testicles and like basically they're gone. Like I've never, I've seen it on that area before because that's a specialized form of necrotizing fasciitis called uh, Fournier's gangrene. Um, but I've never seen it completely take everything and so yeah it's pretty wild like he just basically has a wound where just everything used to be yeah i mean i'm eventually gonna get him you know i'll get him healed up and take him to surgery and close it eventually but but it's pretty that wild is... i i haven't seen one that bad like i saw those two things in the same day i was like well it's a pretty wild wound clinic man you know <laughs> we see some crazy stuff there but both of those were kind of like that is really insane. yeah have you heard of flesh eating bacteria travis i think we talked about that in the past um, I think we did have a show where we, we spoke on it, yeah, we, I, but I have heard of it, yeah. but like in movies and stuff. I've never yeah. actually like, it's know, real. I mean, it's it. not super common. Yeah. Um, I see a patient for it probably every couple months, you know, um, and I'm kind of a specialist for it being director of wound clinic and plastic surgeon. So it's not like every doctor sees one every two months. Like right. a lot of doctors will never see it, but I'm just but, still in shock when shocked whenever you like told me that everything was gone down there. I'm yeah, like, it's pretty wild. Well, and you know, so my, you know, the first question I would ask is like, you know, what about like urination for him? Right, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. How do you go so, to the bathroom? Like, so how he's is... actually in stage renal patients, so he doesn't make urine, he's on dialysis. So uh -oh. people who are in stage renal patients don't make urine. Like they have to have dialysis to yeah, clear to everything. Take, yeah. yeah, that was the first thing I was thinking.
thinking about, but yeah, it's a, it's a bad one. But I mean, we can get him healed. It's just you know, obviously, unfortunate. But so that was my last couple of weeks, and this week I'm doing something mildly interesting. Um, I'm going to the State Fair of Texas. Oh yeah, nice. Now, do you guys routinely go to the State Fair? Uh -huh. I didn't go, of course, like last year and the year before that, just because of With COVID. COVID. Yeah. But, um, yeah, normally. I love going to the fair. I love going to the fair, too. I mean, I know it's kind of like, you know, a little kitschy or whatever. Oh, go to the state fair. But I love it. Like, there's just, like, so much to see. And, like, there's all the food. And my kids love it. They love the rides, you know, even though they're not as good as, like, other amusement yeah. parks. But Avery hasn't been yet. She's been oh, to she hasn't the been. North Texas The State North Texas. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. But on a much I haven't taken scale. her to the Texas state fair yet. It's a good state I fair. Might, I might try to take her next weekend so yeah you should i mean having lived now in multiple like i grew up here so i grew up going to the state fair but then for 16 years i was gone and i went to state fairs in other states like as far as state fairs go like the texas state fair is really good yeah it's also really cool to go on texas ou weekend which was last weekend yeah. um i've gone to that a couple times and you go out and you catch the football game and then um you know hit the fair that's a lot of fun but but yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Have you, I guess troubles you've been this year. You said you haven't been this year yet, have you? No, not yet. I haven't yep. been just yet. But yeah, Texas OU weekend. That is not my preferred weekend to go. Just oh, because it's crazy. It's, it's always so packed. Yeah. I, we went one year on Texas OU weekend and never again. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, the yeah. only reason I'd go out on that weekend is if I was actually going to the game. It is a fun Absolutely. game to go to. I didn't go to Texas or you, but like I do like football and so yeah i used to watch it's a pretty wild game yeah, texas yeah. whooped oh did you guys see the game last weekend it was a great game it was a great game if you like if you like texas <laughs> man they whooped oh it was like 47 to 0 yeah 49 49 yeah, yeah i felt bad I, I, it's hard to feel bad for ou but i kind of felt bad for them because they just got wallops but yeah. I, I don't feel bad i don't really either <laughs> all right uh well Moving on, I want to do a medical 411 today. So okay. this is a article that popped up in the last week and it was picked up by CNN. That's where I saw it. And it was a study that came out that was talking about how many steps you actually have to take in order to maintain weight, lose weight and to fight disease. And I thought you'd like this. I know you're like a big workout person and you're like, this is like below you because you're like hardcore workout. I don't even track my steps. I, don't I know, I'm, but you work out so hard. I don't hard. think I even walk enough, honestly. Well, I mean, I used, I used to wear those watches. You did. An okay. Apple watch and I never got my Yeah, but steps. when you're like doing CrossFit <laughs> and stuff, it's like, I mean, this is like for us, like, you know, normal people, you're like, on, you're doing like CrossFit competitions, so. You know, the, the but it's all, it all adds up. Well, thank you. It all adds up. So, but anyway, I, I thought this was pretty interesting because, you know, I, in, when I, in my younger days, it was more like you, I was CrossFit all the time. I was running all the time and you get older, you get busy, kids work, this and that. And so, you know, it does become harder to put that dedication in to working out. And mm -hmm. so I, I personally found this, this article very interesting. And it's also a great time to talk about it because we are, you know, end of summer here, we're rolling into fall and winter. And did you guys know, I'm going to ask you guys a question, not to put you on the spot, but just for fun. How many pounds does the average person gain in the winter? Um, maybe like five to 10. Okay, what do you think, Travis? Uh, 20 to 25. Oh, that's a little high. You're, you're pretty much right on. It's like, they say two to seven. Okay. So the average okay. person gains two to seven pounds every winter. Okay. And then the other thing is once you hit 25, the average person gains one to two pounds per year, just as they age. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we're rolling into winter, we're all a year older. And so I thought this was kind of a great topic because if, you know, you don't have time to dedicate to going to the gym, you can maintain, maintain or even lose weight with using steps, which is just, you know, another walking. word for walking, right? And so the study that came out was really good when it was in the um, Journal of Nature, Nature Medicine, Journal mm -hmm. of Nature Medicine, which I found that interesting because I thought this, this, this article was so good that it could have been like one of the really big, big journals, like maybe Jammer, you know, that's like the main medical one, but it was in kind of a, a lesser known one, but I read over it and it has like years and years of data. And they had thousands of people that wore these like step counters mm -hmm. and then they were able to access their medical records because I think it was over in the UK or something where it's all, you know, right. on the computer or whatever, which is kind of getting that way here too now. But 
Um, and basically, it looked at how many steps these people were taking and how their weight reacted, and also, you know, what medical issues that they had or didn't have. And so, you know, I didn't even know how many steps. I'm a quiz. You. Today's quiz day. So, how many steps does the average person take in a day? And I had no idea, so I didn't know this either. So, what would you guess? Uh, thirty thousand. Ooh, okay. Travis, what do you think? Uh, I don't even know where to start. I would say like. <laughs> 6,000? Okay, you guys are really close. So it's four to 6,000. That's oh, exactly wow. right. And so and I didn't kind of think about how many steps equal miles. So four to 6,000 steps is two to three miles. So mm. that's what the average person does like in a day, okay? Mm -hmm. And I had no idea. So I'm just, for the fun, was asking you guys. Not like I knew, I didn't either. I had no clue. Um, so in this study, they looked at people that were walking eight to 9,000 steps. So instead of, you know, two to three miles, these people were walking four to 4.5 miles. So they were actually increasing their miles per day by two. I like to think of it in miles, not steps. I don't know why, but I like yeah. to think of it that way. So they were doing an extra two miles per day. And if you do an extra two miles of steps per day, you will 100% maintain your weight, the, the average person. Now, if that person is like, you know, shoveling down donuts, then they can probably would need to walk more. Yeah. But the average person, if they do an extra two miles per day, they will maintain their weight and not gain any. And anything over that, so say getting up to like 10,000 or 11,000 yeah. steps, then you start to lose weight. And so I found that really interesting. I mean, you think about like two miles. I mean, I know it's like a long way if you're like you were just going to start here and walk two miles. But I mean, it wouldn't be that hard to change your lifestyle to add those extra steps in. Yeah, there's like there's products out there that's that are um, for for people that work at their desks for them to right. walk. Right. Yeah, what exactly. I don't know what they're called. I know what you're talking about. I know the yeah. proper name for them. But like, and we're going to kind of go over some of those ways, but. Yeah, I just like thought, I was like, wow, that's pretty interesting. Like, I I wouldn't have thought like a simple two miles extra per day would make that big of a difference. Yeah. And, but this study showed that. But I guess if you run two miles a day. If you run, it's even more. Yeah. Like, this is just strict walking, not like fast walking, not like yeah. walking with weights, like literally just taking those extra steps that you wouldn't normally take in a day. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that was really interesting is they looked at the people at that eight to 9,000. So just people who are maintaining weight, not trying to lose by hitting the 10 to 11,000. And they showed a absolute decrease in a lot of like medical conditions, things like diabetes, high blood pressure, um, reflux disease, sleep apnea. Uh, and the two that really were kind of surprising to me was depression. People that walk those extra steps are have less episodes of depression because as well. Outside. Right, and, and also too, I think that people who walk more are, are probably more confident you know yeah. i mean you get depressed when you get down on yourself and like you know if you're walking like you just feel good about yourself right yeah. you feel like i know when i'm like working out when i get into my workout phases which i'm clearly not right now but <laughs> when i'm in my workout <laughs> i know i'm like my own worst critic i'm looking at myself like oh man i'm pushing maximum density um, <laughs> but like when i get in my workout phases i'm you know after i do a workout i'm like man i feel good you know yeah. i mean i don't know if i feel i feel good because I worked out. Mm -hmm. And so I think the same thing happens when you're walking. But the one that's really interesting too, for older people, the risk of dementia, which, you know, it's like, you know, Alzheimer's or just, you know, other forms of dementia is less when you do eight to 9,000 steps per day. So, you know, there's really a lot of benefits, both like in the weight maintenance or losing as well as those medical conditions. Yeah. So need to get my mom to walk more. I know, like, I know I'm learning these things. I'm like, man, I need to, like, tell, you know, my she, family as well. She wears her Apple watch, like, Does she? Yeah. Right, so that brings up the next... Go quizzer and ask her. So that brings up <laughs> the next part of this is, like, you know, how do you keep track of your steps? And, like, I, I was really kind of, uh, you know, I didn't know how all this worked. I heard of Fitbit. Like, is that mm -hmm. still around, the Fitbit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, I heard of Fitbit, and I, I assume that there's... Um, uh, apps now that can do that. Although I have a tendency sometimes to put my phone down. I don't have, always have it on me. Yeah, if you have your phone with you, I think Apple usually tracks it for Does you. It? Mm -hmm. Does it automatically track it? Like I can get in there and look now? I think so. Really? Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Man, my phone's like way smarter than <laughs> it needs to <laughs> give be. Give it credit for yeah. I know. And then there's also pedometers. So pedometer is basically just a special device that you wear, yeah. similar to like a Fitbit. Yeah, that can kind of like a little beeper. Sort of, yeah. It's like a beeper. <laughs> like I'm, I've actually seen them. Like, From I'm, back in the day. Yeah, back in the day, right? Um, so you can keep track of your steps that way. And then, so like the other thing that uh, this article was talking about is, okay, so say you want to try to tackle this, right? Mm -hmm. But say you're really busy, like how do you get those extra steps in in a day? 
And it has some really good um, you know, ways to do that. And uh, it's things that's like, when you hear them, you're like, oh, duh, that makes a lot of sense. So uh, one of them was like, you know, taking the stairs instead of taking an elevator. Um, sure. You know, and, and I try to do that myself, um, not because I was trying to do steps, but just, I don't know, just because I thought it sounded like a good idea. Um, but taking the stairs is a big one. Um, when you like, so say you're going to work, like don't park right next to where your work is, like park either in the back of the park. Like for me, like when I go to the hospital, routinely I park right in the front or yeah. try to, but like I should be parking at the back. Mm -hmm. Because when you think about like that, you know, how far that it may, you know, you may be adding, you know, a, a tenth of a mile, which is not a huge amount, but then you have to walk back. Mm -hmm. So right there, you've gained almost a quarter of a mile out of the two miles that you need to, to yeah. do. And then say, say you go to the grocery store on your way home or whatever, and you do that, that starts to add up. Yeah. Um, it also talks about things like taking the scenic route, you know? So like if say, like I was gonna walk, you know, down to the lot after the show, instead of going the way, the fast way I normally go, maybe walk to the other end of the building and come around, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, over time that, that does add up. Um, it did talk about public transit versus taking a car, which sounds like a good idea. I don't think that's really plausible here in the Metroplex. Like, no. Our public transit is, is, it exists, but like, it's not like, you know, Chicago or New York where, you know, you can literally like walk and take the subway yeah. and stuff. Whenever I worked for American Heart Association, mm -hmm. we obviously they were very like health conscious. Yeah. So right. they would always want us to do like walking meetings. So really? Had, so there was this red tape that was on the floor and you uh -huh. could walk along it. That's and it great. Would tell you how far you walked wherever you started. Nice. In yeah. the building. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. So we did that. Sometimes. We need red tape around here, Travis. Yeah. <laughs> you need to talk to the, the higher ups. <laughs> I think I liked how you described our like public transportation system. It exists, but it's not really like. <laughs> well, it's funny. Well, it's there. I, yeah, it's there. That's, I have that's, friends. That's like um, <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of friends who like when they go downtown and stuff that they'll use the dart rail and whatnot. Mm -hmm. That's I used that whenever I went to the state fair one year. Did you? We parked, we parked I mean, by the. By the train and it, it is the super train. nice like to not have to park a car i mean parking in <laughs> dallas is not like the worst thing ever but it kind of sucks oh. and uh -huh. you know and plus you know having a car and all that so i mean the problem with us is we're always short on time and so like it does take a little bit of extra time to do that so we yeah. uber like that's what we do yeah, like right. when we go out in dallas we always uber but but yeah we should be taking public transit like when we were in you know, we're Europe, ashamed. New York, Chicago, then we, we're all about the public transit. But, but uh, yeah, the other thing, so the last few things I was talking about was walking in place, um, which is the thing you were talking about, like under your desk, they're either walking in little place. Treadmills. Yeah, little treadmills. Um, like walking in your neighborhood, like we have dogs and like, you know, we take our dogs for walks and that's, that adds up into a lot of miles really quickly. And then lastly is making it a habit right? Yes. You know, that's the thing. It's like, all right, you know, you can't just one day park at the back of the lot. you got to make it a habit to do that. And you can really like kind of change, you know, your weight uh, by doing that and, and positively affect your health just yeah. by taking steps. You don't need plastic surgery. I'm going to put myself out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll still be able to keep a job even so. with the information that you give yeah. me now, I think. Well, yeah. thanks. Well, I hope, you, I hope you guys liked that segment. If you heard that segment and you liked it, please definitely like and subscribe and leave us a comment and let us know what you think about the steps. Absolutely. So, all right. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go on to our next segment. And it's kind of a, you know, Nip Talk 911, but not really. It's kind of a more celebrity news. Yes. Our girl, Kim Kardashian, was in the news again. Well, she's always in the news. But she's she was, my favorite. I, I, I like have found that I've been following her just because she makes for great content. You know, she, I mean, she, she is. She's yeah. like social Any, media queen. Anything she does is like news. So she yeah. was in the news because really on her awesome. Instagram this last week, she was posting about going to this uh, this treatment place and getting a skin treatment. And also she was talking about how she'd gotten previous treatments at that exact same place. And what really like blew my mind is the treatments that she is getting are the same exact treatments that we have in our office. And what's, what, what's wild about that is, you know, there are so many different skin treatments out there. Like I'm in the business and I can't keep track of all of them. Like somebody will ask me about, oh, have you heard about this or that? I'm like, yeah, I've heard of it, but I don't even really know what it is because yeah. there's just... I mean, I just sent you a link to a video. Right, I need to look yeah. at that. I haven't looked at it yet, sorry. No, um, but I was just like, what is right, this? Right, like, what is this, right, yeah. yeah. Um, but the ones that she talked about, which was Morpheus, 
uh, broadband light and Moxie, which is a Cyton laser, are literally the exact same ones that we use in our office. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to talk about that because I really do believe in those treatments. And you know, you have Kim Kardashian now, you know, advocating for them. Like, I mean, the people are going to want to know about them. For so sure. I wanted to kind of go over what those treatments were because. I mean, they can be confusing even for doctors, right? Yeah. Even for plastic surgeons, like, wait, what does that treatment do? So I want to kind of go over them and let people know. Um, so the one that she had on there first was called Morpheus 8. And basically, Morpheus 8 is microneedling plus radiofrequency energy. And I want to show a little uh, video of what that looks like. So, uh, and then I'll explain it. So, Travis, can you roll that video? I brought, I think it's the first one. Um, yeah, here we go. So that's basically Morpheus 8. So uh, are you guys familiar with microneedling? Have you heard of that? Yes. Have you heard of microneedling? No, I've not heard of microneedling. All right, I'm going to learn you something today. So, so microneedling <laughs> is just what it sounds. It's little mini needles that are basically piercing your skin. Okay? Sounds so fun. It is, it, <laughs> hey, remember, beauty is pain. <laughs> beauty is pain. Sounds like a tattoo. It's kind of like that. Yeah. So uh, basically what the purpose of that is, is when, when you use microneedling, that penetration of the skin causes that skin to tighten up and cause new collagen formation. Okay. Now, so it's that plus energy. And we know that energy applied to the underside of the skin causes it to contract as well. So Morpheus 8 is a combination of those two technologies in one treatment, which kind of makes it unique because there's a lot of microneedling out there, but there's not a lot of microneedling plus thermal energy. And that's why Morpheus 8, I think, is kind of a unique treatment. And so what it does is, as, as I was saying just a second ago, is it tightens skin mm -hmm. and it also does do some amount of resurfacing of your skin. And um, we've had the machine in our office for quite some time, and I, I do really like it. I, I haven't had it myself, but I did do it, like all the girls in the office have had it. I, I did it on my wife. And, and you can absolutely see a difference. Like it does tighten up your skin. What age do girls start going in there So, for? I mean, probably the earliest it would come in would be like, you know, mid-20s would be pretty early. I mean, you know, most people in their mid-20s have pretty good skin, but I mean, you know, it does give some protective effect, right? I mean, I in your mid to late 20s, you will start to develop some wrinkles, of those yeah. things. Yep, some wrinkles. Um, so my my nurse, who's, I mean, now she's 30 or 31, I think, she's been doing it a few years, right. um, and she has beautiful skin. She was, she's gorgeous. Um, and, uh, you know, she started pretty young, but like it just helps her kind of keep that really, that really good skin. And you were asking about pain. So it is microneedling yes. and thermal energy. So the good news is, is that it doesn't go super, super deep. So what we do is we put a numbing cream on your skin okay. and you do have to let it sit for about 45 minutes. Okay. You know, it's not something where you just put the cream on and you go okay. like, this is a high power numbing cream. You put it on, you let it sit for almost an hour, and then you can do it. And I did it on my wife, and my wife's a good bellwether because she's not the toughest girl that mm -hmm. was ever created. <laughs> and um, she did pretty good. I mean, you know, there were times when I'd get towards the edge of the numbing cream, she's like, okay, that's uncomfortable. But as long as I stayed in the area where I, I had numbed her, she, she was fine. You know, nice. um, so, you know, the other thing that people ask, okay, well, how many treatments? So Morpheus does do best if you do a three-treatment set. Okay. You know, um, that's a big question. Anytime people are talking about skin treatments, you want to ask, how many treatments do I need? Because it's almost never one. Sometimes like it is. Every week or like every So month. I, we do like a treatment, then wait four weeks, six at the most, repeat a treatment, wait four weeks, do another one. Okay. So you want to do three about a month apart. Um, Cost-wise, I mean, it's going to vary by market. Like for us, it's around 2000 for all three treatments. So it's not like, you know, breaking the bank, but it's not like, hundred bucks either yeah. um, but I mean it does give really nice results like do I, we've done do you think it's better than Botox it's different I have had people that got Morpheus and said that they would get Botox less often okay. you know the difference being is that like Botox really is more preventative like it, it does treat right if you have wrinkles like it will soften them up I really feel like Botox best use is preventative. Like mm -hmm. if you start, Bo you don't Botox, do you? Mm -mm. We were talking about that. Yeah, I'm going to see if yeah. I can do it. So, I mean, you're <laughs> at a good age to do it. Like you really, I mean, not that you need it, but like you're at the perfect age to start because you can prevent yourself from ever getting wrinkles. Yeah. This is more for like tightening the skin, like being a little bit more active treatment. Okay. Um, and also you get that bit of resurfacing, which is okay. really nice. 
Um, downtime is really minimal to none with this. Like you get these very fine scratches on your face for like 24 hours. Okay. But that's about it. So downtime. Is it pretty much like stay out of the sun, put sunscreen on? Kind yeah, of I mean, you do want to protect your skin to a, a certain degree, but like there's not like a huge regimen you have to do with this. Okay. Like it's pretty easy. And then, you know, lastly, talking about like the wrists. The wrists are really, I mean, minimal to none. I mean, I, I th we've been doing this for years. And I don't think we've ever had a person have a problem. Right. So, oh, that's nice. so yeah, and I like that Morpheus. So you can use it on your face, use it on your neck. Um, you can use it on other areas of your body. Anywhere you want to tighten skin into a lesser degree, resurface it. Where so, would you want to tighten? So, like, say you have you know a child, and you have like a little bit of like just loose skin on your tummy because of you know nice. pregnancy. Like, I mean, we do tons of tummy tucks for that because a lot of times people get something more severe than what a treatment like this can mm -hmm. do. Um, but if you, you know, say you didn't really get too stretched out and you have just a little bit looser than you want to be, that's, that's a place where you might use it. She was getting on her abdomen on oh. that, in that one, that one picture. So, nice. so that's Morpheus. So the other thing that she was talking about, and she didn't get it this time, but she has gotten it in the past there is the broadband light. And I, I it's called BBL, but I don't want to say that because it, then it confuses people with Brazilian butt lifts. Um, but broadband light is a type of impulse, uh, intense pulsed light. Okay. It's made by the company Cyton. Um, which uh, also does the laser that we're going to talk about in a minute. And what it does is it uses light therapy to basically treat as well as maintain the youthfulness of your skin. And so how you would treat the skin is basically if you have any like vascular like spots on your skin, it's probably not something you would have at this point. My wife was getting them, but she's, you know, a little bit older than you. Uh -huh. And it zapped him off in literally like one I treatment. I literally think I watched a TikTok video about that. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. I'm always talking about TikTok, but there's so yeah. many skincare stuff. There are. Yeah, it's all over. So we do much. it. We even do it ourselves. Yeah, yeah. on my TikTok. Um, so if you have vascular lesions or if you have dark spots or if you have acne, the broadband light can treat that. And it does it very, very effectively. And so that's nice. like the treatment phase of it. But there's also a maintenance where people will get like, you know, a couple or three light therapies a year. And there was a study out of Stanford, of all places, big study. It was a 10-year-long study, and they looked at people for over 10 years that did this treatment regularly. And when they took samples of their skin microscopically, the people's skin looked younger 10 years later than it did when they very first started the study, which means that basically after 10 years, their skin like was more youthful. Yeah. Which is pretty amazing, and that's a very, very popular study. And it's one that Cyton uses to like kind of promote this uh, treatment and and it works like yeah, it's I can't blame them. yeah it's pretty, it's pretty nice um, so as far as that goes the if you're gonna do treatment like for lesion like you know vascular spots or dark spots like it can take anywhere from one to four treatments and then the maintenance people tend to do like three or four per year so to know you know once again how many treatments is it right yeah so three to four um, this one really is pain free like the light gets yeah. warm but we don't even numb people up like we just put like a little cooling gel on oh oh I have a video of it Travis can you roll that that second video and kind of show you scary name. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that. Well, I think Morpheus, doesn't Morpheus mean transformation or something? Like metamorphosize, transformation? I, yeah, I guess. But I think it just reminds me of that. The like, Matrix. <laughs> that, and isn't there, I feel like there's some There's like a of, bad like, guy character named Morpheus, right? Yeah, I can't he's remember. like a vampire dude. Oh. Isn't that his name? I think that was Morpheus. Mor yes. Morpheus. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure like, I'm sure the people at InMode who make Morpheus are like, oh man, we forgot about that. It sounds like the bad guy villain. Uh, anyway, so back to broadband light. Um, so that's a treatment. There's basically no numbing that happens. Um, there's no downtime whatsoever. Like when you get that, like there's no no real effects to your skin that you you know, you, like you can't wear makeup or stay out of the sun or anything like that. But there is well, that is the one thing. The one restriction is the sun. Sorry, yes. I, I misspoke. With broadband light, if you've had sun exposure for three weeks before, three weeks after, and what will happen is you will start to make pigment, and then the light affects you stronger and you can actually get like a, a sunburn or even like a, a real burn oh and so, the spots that were treated or something mm -hmm. yeah well anywhere anywhere that you do that that intense yeah. light therapy because it has an effect on the skin so you you have to stay out of the sun for three weeks before and three weeks after with the broadband light so we really don't do them in the summer like we're yeah. we're starting to roll into what we call laser season I be able to do that yeah 
Not yeah, in I the like, summer. I like being outside too much. Yeah. Now, you know, you can go outside, but it's like you can't like... like sunbathe. <laughs> right. So like we're in the pool in the summer, like, you know, and I, I don't always wear sunscreen I'm in the pool. Yeah. And like I'm out there on my riding mower, you know, you know, <laughs> can, can you just imagine me out there? <laughs> so I'm out there on my riding mower right in the summer or, you know, go to the lake or whatever. Like you cannot do that. Now, yeah. if you were like going from your house to your car to work, that's fine. Yeah. Normal stuff. Yeah. Normal stuff. Yeah. But you definitely do have to... Um, be careful about the sun. So, um, and then as far as cost of that, it varies a lot. Like for us, it's around four to 600 per treatment, but like it's usually always sold in packages, which makes it cheaper, you know? So individual, individual treatments are a little bit cheaper on that one, but you do want to do multiple. So, but most places have packages kind of cut down the cost. Yeah. So that's the broadband light. I like that one. So the last one that she talked, that she talked about doing at that place was a laser. Now, she talked about a laser called Moxie, M-O-X-I. Um, I actually like the other version, Halo, better. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you why. They're made by the very same exact company. Probably the reason that they're using Moxie is because Halo's newer and they just haven't bought it yet. Okay. So Moxie is basically a non-ablative laser. So what that means is it's a laser very similar to like microneedling, how we talk about microneedle punches your skin. Yeah. So this is a laser that does the same thing. Okay, and it's also giving you thermal energy as well. So it's very similar technology, but instead of a needle, it's a laser beam, okay? Now, that laser compared to Halo, Halo is the same thing, but it also has an ablative laser. So you think about, you got one laser that's punching holes, that's the non-ablative, then the ablative is actually stripping like, like you're mowing the lawn. Okay. So like where you have fine wrinkles in your skin, like it's, it's actually shaving those away. Because all a wrinkle is is basically a ridge in your skin, right. right? So it's actually starting to shave those away. So that's why I like Halo over Moxie. The one thing is, is that Halo is a stronger laser, so your downtime's a little longer. <laughs> like downtime for Moxie is about three days. Halo is more like five. Um, and what that means by downtime. So when you get the laser treatment, we'll talk about, you know, how you do that in a second. But when you, when you get that afterwards, one, your face is going to be red and two, your face is going to peel and you're not going to be able to wear makeup and stuff. So if you do Moxie, it's a little bit shorter, like three days. If you do Halo, it's a little bit longer, it's like five, but it is a much better treatment. Like because it's a dual laser, like they call it a hybrid laser, you're getting two types of treatment instead of one. And you're also getting a deeper treatment. So I, I prefer the Halo over the Moxie. I probably the only reason they're doing Moxie is they just hadn't spent the money to get a Halo because they're expensive. Those lasers, yeah. I, the laser I bought was like it was like over two hundred thousand dollars. Like they're they're pricey. It's a house. I know, right? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> a lot, a lot. But um, so as far as like how we do it, um, roll it. I think I got it. That's that last video, Travis. Can you roll that one about the um, the Halo? Yeah, that's it right there. That's actually my nurse that I was talking about that has such great skin. The one that's getting the treatment. That's my, that's Patty up there at the top. She does the later treatments, and that's Morgan, my my nurse in my office. Her, she's got great skin. Yeah. So that's uh, the Halo, um, and you do have to numb up for it. It's very similar to the Morpheus. You got to put the the really strong numbing cream on. You got to let it sit for forty five minutes, and then uh, you can do the treatment. Um, so I had that done on myself. Um, I, you know, I'm getting older. It's like. It's good for tightening up skin. It also does some resurfacing, but it's you know, really kind of good at tightening that skin up. And so I had Patty, who was the one doing that treatment, do a treatment on me, and I could absolutely see the results, like 100%. I was starting to get jowling down here, and after you know, the time you know, that you give it to work, like, I, it basically went away. I'm gonna, and so I did mine, like, it hasn't been quite a year ago. I'm gonna repeat mine this fall. Like, so I liked it that much. So which one out of those was, is like, the like has like immediate results is it the one that you just described so i guess like if you're talking like immediate immediate results like broadband light gives the immediate result of like you can get rid of like vascular lesions um the dark spots take a little bit longer to go away but both morpheus and halo take time now the one question that we didn't answer about halo is one how many treatments do you get yeah. so some people will just do one treatment like i did one and i could see a total result now i'm going to repeat it like i think I mean, if, you know, if money's no object, then do two per year, you know. Um, Cost-wise, Halo treatments run about 1200 but if you usually, if you get two, like the second one's cheaper, so you can usually get two for like, you know, 1800 bucks or so. Um, 
So they're all kind of like equivocal for cost, but okay. um, but Halo, you know, it does a little bit less. Like, you know, the Morpheus, your three treatments, broadband light, you end up getting multiple treatments. Halo, you can really get away with one if you want, but I, I think two is probably probably the best way to go with that. Um, but I'm, I'm really high on all those treatments. I just, you know, it was funny when I saw the article because like, oh my gosh, all of those technologies are the exact same things I have in my office and I believe in them and, and Kim believes in them. I mean, I guess it's silly that I'm like, oh, Kim Kardashian likes the same things I like, but. And God knows how many treatments she gets all the time. Yeah, when she's, you know, she's 41, she, she I think. Has to, she has to, like, yeah. always look good. I know. I mean, it's kind of sad, right? Like, she has to, you know. Or she makes herself. She, you know, she, she has that expectation that she's, mm -hmm. you know, forever beautiful. And, like, you know, she's getting to her 40s, and it gets harder every year. But, but yeah, it's really interesting that she's doing a lot of the things that, that, that we do in our office, like the same thing. Yeah. So. But yeah, if you, uh, if you like that segment, please uh, like and subscribe. And if you have questions about any of those treatments, please leave us a comment and we'd be happy to answer them for you. So, all right, last segment. Sarah, are you going to do a segment for us today? I understand. Yeah. And I really like this segment. When you told me about it, I was like, that's really cool. So I'm going to let you yeah, so take it away. As y'all know, I just love browsing TikTok. And I was looking at TikTok and I noticed there are so many videos about makeup a makeup technique that allows you to have a faux facelift so can you go ahead and roll that TikTok that i found So I have to say, like, from the perspective and like, you know, I consider myself an artist being a plastic surgeon. I love this. Like, you're basically using artistry to shadow and light, shadow yeah. and light to achieve a look. Like, I mean, I think that's really, really cool. Now, the only not negative, but like thing I'm going to say is like, sure, makeup look like it was pretty heavy. I mean, it sounds like you have to go. Yeah. Pretty um, heavy on this to make it work. Yeah, Do that video, I feel like before she even put the her contour on she already had like her face was already like perfect so she must yeah. have had other stuff on but you know and she was kind of younger too i mean i think that was i mean obviously that's more of a like a demonstration of how to do it than this is a before and after yeah but i mean you have to know how to do it so makeup can do some crazy things i know nothing about makeup you have to explain this to me how people to... i started doing my nose differently like a sh like um just contouring my nose differently with like a darker concealer mm -hmm. and people thought I got a nose job. Really? Mm -hmm. And so I, and did you like watch a video on that, how to do it? Or yeah, is it just it, like trial and error? It was like a trend that I saw, like how to like really? make shadow your nose to make it more like skinnier up top and not so like wide. Interesting. Yeah. So I was like, now do you do that all the time now? Or is that just something you tried for a while? Or yeah, you... I do it all the time. Really? Yeah, all the time. I so, do this all the time too. So, uh, so can you explain like, you know, because I don't really know a ton about me. I, I, I actually know more about makeup now than doing the show because I have to put on like, you know, powder, powder. to keep yeah, to keep the lights. <laughs> That's the extent of my makeup. But like, yeah. so how do you pull this off? Like, yeah, is there... so after I saw the TikTok, I decided to um, do a little research. So I found an article exactly like what to do and what not to do. So I have some do's and don'ts. Okay, this so this is do's and don'ts look. for doing makeup to make it look like you've had yes, a face. Yes, and look. these are things that I actually already do. Okay. So I was now, proud were you doing of these myself. Oh, so you're doing these before? Yeah. Okay. Um, so you're going to want to put use blush, of course, but you're going to want to put blush more like right here on um, the, so this higher, the higher yep. areas of your cheekbone. So like mid-face, yeah, it's like, okay. High points, not apples. Oh, uh, okay. All right. So coming around yeah. towards like the lateral eye area. Mm-hmm. Um, don't use or do use cream contour and a cream contour is really just a darker color of concealer so you're not mm -hmm. using your concealer you're using something different yeah does it say why to do that like is it something about how the it's how just because it's um, easier to blend and it's more creamier I guess than a concealer is creamier than like a. and, and is it the is that make a difference in the color and the shading is that how it affects mm -hmm. the lighting okay yeah. And then do use a lifting eyeliner technique. So I actually do this all the time. It's pretty much just like a wing. Whenever you do any of your eyeshadow, you right. try to follow it up. Okay. Because it gives that impression that things are yeah, lifted. Right, yeah. That, nice. That thing. <laughs> and gotcha. then um, for mascara, because eyes are a really big part of this, 
and um, to make your eyes look bitter, bigger, focus on the center part or place mascara on the center lashes more and not so much on the outer, more like right here. Okay. Um, it's just supposed to make your eyes look bigger. Okay, so part more, of it's like, you know, having that open yeah. eye, because I could see how like if you had that open eye look, it gives you that kind of more refreshed. Yeah. I like... don't have to worry about that. My eyes are already big by themselves, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. And then another one is do have a lateral brow. And we were talking about eyebrows last Yeah, we week. were. Yeah, so whenever you are shaping your eyebrows, if you want to have that facelift vibe, don't put so much of a um, an arch. Make it more lateral, so they're so more... Like trying to kind of coming up yeah. like that. Just oh, more right, that makes sense. Yeah, just straighter. Right, because I guess so... when you get that arch, it does give the appearance that things are kind of yeah, falling down. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I can see that. Okay, so, and something that that I think the TikTok chick did was she used too much concealer. Um, honestly, with makeup, less is always better. I mean, I agree with that. Like, Always. I mean, I, I appreciate makeup for what it is, the artistry of yeah. it. Um, but I, I do have to say, like, from the guy standpoint, like, when people have tons of makeup on, I'm like, oh, that just seems like a lot. Mm -hmm. I don't know, Travis, what do you think? You're more like on natural, or you like? Um, I go either way with it, honestly. Yeah, yeah I go either way with it. Yeah, um, you can so appreciate yeah. the makeup, but then. You know, sometimes when girls take their makeup off, you're like, who are you? Yeah, that's the, that's the part. That's the part where I go the other way on it. <laughs> I do have to agree that, like, I mean, yeah. you know, and everything's personal preference. But I do like people, I mean, to me, it's more attractive when people can get away with just, like, a tiny bit of makeup. You mm -hmm. know, they just have that natural beauty, you know. For I'm, sure. You know, I mean, yeah. I guess probably that's everyone thinks the same thing. Well, but. yeah, for sure. That's the that's the goal. So whenever you're, you are using concealer, you're going to want to focus on um, for your especially your eyes is right here at the corner of your eyes. A long a while ago, the trend was to make this huge triangle under your eye. OK, don't do that. Apparently. OK. I haven't done because that. Because it causes like a shape to look more like downfall? Yeah, it or... causes it just to, I So guess... what's the proper way to do it? So two dabs right here in the corner and then like a strip. Like oh, right I mean, I saw her. Yeah. Yeah. I saw so her do that. how she did it. Mm -hmm. And then um, another, so there's two more. It says don't contour your forehead too much. And that's just because it's supposed to... Um, um, closes the face off if you contour. What does that your mean? Face. Contour is that like how so you like apply your them? contour? So your darker shade of your concealer. So you have okay. like a light shade, which is your highlighter. Okay. And then you have a darker. I'm learning shade. a lot right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So you have a darker shade. So like I, I don't do this, but you can contour your forehead. I don't do that. I kind of sometimes put like a dark, like my bronzer. I'll put it like around my, mm -hmm. uh, my hairline. But I guess some people like put that stuff like all the way right here you know okay. I have no idea I've never done that um, the last one is don't focus on your lower lash line so much um, don't put so much darker makeup right here like don't like over yeah. eye line right mm -hmm. here and um, one of the trends that has been really big is to use white eyeliner on your waterline but this one is saying don't do that because it's too much of a drastic um, like a uh, contrast yeah so yeah. they were so use beige i gotcha yes it's really interesting like hearing you talk about this because you know of course i think of everything from like oh a plastic surgery standpoint and like you know this and that and the other and i'm like okay well all the stuff you're talking about really is accenting more like the upper parts of your face and like mm -hmm. having less accent so it gives that illusion that you have like this more high type mm -hmm. face yeah and if you if you look at that video most of her makeup is right here on the side of her face she doesn't usually she doesn't put anything really right here except for um the highlighting like mm -hmm. the lighter shade wow that's pretty cool i wonder like and i i, I wish we knew like a makeup artist i wonder if like that is something that makeup artists are getting asked about to do that or if they oh, just yeah. do that naturally i mean contouring has been like so popular really? right now and um I mean, Kim Kardashian is a big, has always been a big, big advocate of contouring. Oh, has she? Yeah. Her um, makeup guy is always. Really? Like, I'll have to look into that. It. I mean, yeah. I feel bad because I don't know. I mean, you know, since I don't use it, like I'm, I'm like on the outside looking in here like, oh, okay, I think I get a grasp on this, but I'm going to have to learn more about it because I, I find it fascinating and, yeah. you know, it, people it ask really about it. It really does work pretty well. Yeah. I mean, it creates the appearance, obviously, 
you don't have a facelift, but it does improve yeah. the look of well, your face. Well, I mean, you know, and I have a lot of people that come into my office and they might say, oh, well, you know, I'm interested in a facelift and, you know, there, there's people I just have to tell them, like, you're just too early. I mean, yeah. I get people that are pretty young and they, you know, they're they're kind of just getting into middle age and they're starting to see things change. They're like, oh, I need a facelift. And I'm like, no, it's too early. And, you know, I might recommend something like, you know, the Halo or the Morpheus or whatever. But, you know, it's just like another, you know, thing in your in your arsenal that you can do to put off having yeah. surgery. Learning how to do your makeup for your face, I think, is like a girl's rite of passage, I feel like. <laughs> like in high school, looking at my makeup, I was like, ew. What were you doing? It's funny, and Maya. now I'm like, now I get compliments on how I do my makeup. So yeah. I'm like, I mean, I know it's I hard to know. I have learned. I have leveled up. It's you're top. leveled up. Yeah. <laughs> you're no longer a padawan. Yeah, I'm no, I'm no longer a makeup peasant. <laughs> um, it's funny when my daughter first started to do, you know, first started doing it. Her and her friends, they would put on makeup. Like, whoa, you guys have got a little bit to like learn. But nowadays it's so easy because you can get on TikTok. Like in the old days, like you know, yeah. when, you know, I was growing up and probably to a lesser degree yourself. Like it's like, how do you? I learned from my sisters. Who learned from your sisters. Put like so much eyeshadow on their eyes. They look uh -huh. like you know Koala Deville or something. <laughs> yeah. That was like the eighties, man. The eighties yeah. were good for like some really kind of crazy makeup. Like I don't know. I'm not sure. I like a lot about the eighties. I'm not sure. I don't want. Did you wear eyeliner? Uh, not really. Like there were certain times for like events and stuff. I have done it. Like the guy liner. We call it guy liner. Like I did it for certain things. Like you know, um, like, like more day. like. Event. But yeah, I wasn't like wearing like eyeliner in the 90s to look like, you know, I was more like the the grungy look, you know, mm -hmm. that was kind of my my look that wasn't less of like the kind of dark emo. Like rock. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was more like grunge like yeah. Kurt, my I like was Nirvana. Yeah, yeah, I do. Like I, I it was funny, like in 1992, I looked like Kurt Cobain, like nice. I wore the clothes like Kurt Cobain. I had the hair like Kurt Cobain. I mean, it was just like, you know, I mean, I was one of millions that did the same thing, but, but some people did do the guy liner. That just wasn't me. So, well, that's very interesting. I like that. I, <laughs> I always love your topics because like you talk about things that I have like just almost no knowledge same. of whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I'm here, I'm like, what? By the time we, you know, do the show for long enough, we're going to be like experts on a lot I of know. things. And Trovis, too, he's going to be, be able so to diverse. impress everybody at the bar. <laughs> like, let me tell you how to put your makeup on to look like you've had a facelift. Absolutely. <laughs> the Anybody? girl would be like, why do you think I need a facelift? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, be careful with that one, Trovis. Anybody who asks me about guyliner now, I'll be able to tell them. I've never heard that before either. You haven't heard of guyliner? I've never heard of that before. That's a new term for me. Oh, man. Dude, I, I, and shackets. Shackets. I bought a shacket. Shackets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was in Vegas. <laughs> you bought a shacket. I'm going to show it to you. Nice. Yeah, I did. Proud of you. That's thank dope. you. <laughs> well, Sarah, thank you so much for that. Uh, no if you guys problem. like Sarah's segment on, you know, using makeup to look at you had a facelift, please uh, give us a like and, a, and uh, subscribe and ask Sarah a question about it, and we'll be happy to answer it for you. So. Absolutely. And speaking of questions, Travis, uh -huh. did the interwebs... Have anything for us today? We do. We do. So we have a couple questions. Um, so first question is talking about weight loss. Okay. So um, we were talking about weight loss. Yeah. Uh -huh. Is there a certain weight you have to be under to have plastic surgery? <laughs> Man, I get that question. Like, I answer that question probably multiple times per week because I really? get it in my office all the time. I get it on social media. Um, I mean, the, the answer is, yeah. I mean, there is a set point that most plastic surgeons would say, okay, you really need to lose weight. But that number can be pretty large. I mean... It gets kind of a point where if things get unsafe, you know, it's unsafe to do the surgery because, you know, you have so much weight on you, then, yeah, then you need to lose weight. Yeah. But the other part of that question is should you, right? Yeah. Should I lose weight before, you know, I do a surgery? I mean, the answer is always yes if you can. You know, when I'm doing surgery, the closer someone is to their ideal body weight, the easier the surgery is. Right. Like, no matter what it is, people are going to have – a better result and people are going to have an easier recovery and less complication rates the closer they are to the ideal body weight. So what I normally tell people when you know they come in and they ask about that is like, look, if you have the plan to lose weight and you can do it, do it and then come back and see me when you're done and then we can just reassess. Um, but for most people, I say, look, if, if you can't do it, you know, as long as it's safe, I'll do your surgery. But these are the things that might be different because you do it now versus later. So. Yeah. Yeah, I get that question all the time. It's a great question. I mean, you know, it's unfortunately it's a complex question because it's like, you know, okay, is there a point you absolutely can't do surgery? Yes. Is there a point where you it's better to lose weight? Yes. You know, it's kind of a patient by patient question, really. Yeah. Absolutely. 
So. Absolutely. Well, one more question, the last one. Um, okay. Of the treatments Kim Kardashian has done, uh, which is the best? The best? The best. Uh, I mean, that's a great question because there's three treatments we talked about, and it's like somebody might say, well, I have enough funds for one. What should I do? Um, I mean, I, I hate to say it depends, but it kind of depends on what you're, like, what you're looking to accomplish. Like, if I just had to throw one out there that I really like, I mean, I've, I've done the BBL on myself. I've done the Halo on myself. I've done all three of them on my wife. I really like the Halo laser. I just, like, when I did it on myself, I could, I, not immediately, but, like, when the time frame came, it's like, okay, you should see your results. I saw results. Like, yeah. I had jowling right here that made me look older, and, like, it took it away. And I was like, wow, that's pretty impressive. So would you recommend that to me if I wanted to do that? You don't have the things that I had. So the nice thing about the Halo, and, and really the Halo can be specifically treated to, like, age. Uh -huh. Like, when I had Patty, who's my laser tech, do it to me, I had her crank that thing up. Because, one, I wanted to see, <laughs> like, what it felt like. To, yeah, right? It's like nuclear, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to see what it felt like to get a really harsh treatment so yeah. I could tell people. For you know, course. when I did my wife's treatment, I didn't do it quite as hard. Testing the um, And uh, when we did my nurse, we did a little bit less uh, setting as well. Actually, I think I did a hard one. I can't remember. I got it. I think I did a pretty hard treatment on my wife and the lesser on my, my nurse because she's younger. Like yeah. my nurse, how old are you? Um, can I ask you your age? Mm -hmm. 33. Okay, so you and my nurse are almost the same age. Yeah, I, you wouldn't want to go a super heavy treatment if you did it, but you know, it would make your skin brighter. I mean, not that you have bad skin, just anybody. Like yeah. even somebody in your age bracket can get benefits from the halo laser. I mean, and, and you can get benefits from the other ones too, but I like the Halo laser. You can get away with doing one treatment a year. Like I want to do the Morpheus on myself. I really do. It's just a matter of me finding time to do it, you know, and setting, dedicating that, you know, do a treatment, wait a month, do a treatment, wait a month. Like when we did my wife's, like we did one treatment on her and then we got busy and like we didn't do it for like a long time. So we actually just restarted all three, you know? And so, you know, having treatments that are easier does carry some benefit, but yeah. But they're all good. Like I feel like if you want to have one of those treatments done, go to somebody who does them and say, "Look, this is what I'm trying to accomplish. What should I do?" And hopefully, they'll be honest with but, you and yeah. give you that the answer you're looking for. So, but that's a great question too. So, thank you everybody for for leaving those questions. We appreciate Absolutely. it. So, all right, I think that's all the time we have for this week. I really enjoyed our topics. Thank you guys for everything that you uh, chimed in with. Thank I really you. appreciate it. And uh, to all those watching, thank you so much. Please like and subscribe if you can. And we'll see you next week on Nip Talk.